Welcome to a nightmare in stereo. A podcast for horror movie review. Now, here are your hosts, Juan and Norma. I'm going to start off with apologizing for taking so long on this episode. I needed some days to try to cope with what I watched and try to process it. But goddamn, we got something for you guys today. Was it that bad for you? Some scars were left. Really? Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Either way, welcome back to A Nightmare in Stereo, everyone. How you doing, Norma? I'm doing good. How are you? I, I, I chose a bad movie. <laughs> well, you didn't. Gonna... You did yeah. not. It was listener's choice. <laughs> uh, either way, it, it was bad. Yeah. It was it's all bad. right. We'll live. That's what we we'll do. Live. Probably. Yeah. Uh, if the witch doesn't kill us first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened a couple of weeks ago? So seven months ago, we watched The Void. Shut it's the fuck up. Great- <laughs> It was about a crazed doctor that started a cult as an effort to bring back his deceased daughter. We rate this a 7.5 out of 10. And here's a few facts that we learned from the movie. Number one, the hospital they used in the film was actually a former high school. Really? Yeah. That's why it was so tiny for a hospital. Yeah. Number two, and I think we already mentioned this one, the void was crowdfunded project. I did not know that. Yeah. I did know it was an indie movie, but crowdfunded? Nice. Yeah. And then the last one, just before the credits, an unfinished pyramid as seen on the back of the US dollar bill can be... Oh, never mind. I don't even know why I put this in here. <laughs> just be- can you repeat the word again, though? Yeah. So just before the, credi- the credits, an unfinished pyramid as seen on the back of a dollar bill can clearly be seen in the center screen. You're the second person that I've met in my whole life that actually says pyramid instead of pyramid. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm a dumb speaker. I don't know. No, it's all right. It's it's, it's just <laughs> odd to actually hear people say pyramid. Pyramid. However, I do have another fun fact since these three were kind of weak. Did you <laughs> know that Jared Leto, the guy from 30 Seconds to Mars, has a cult? What the fuck does that have to do with this movie? Because it's a cult movie. Uh, well, not no. this movie. The Void is a cult movie. I still don't know how to feel about that. Okay. Well, how about we just move forward and tell me about this movie we have today? <sighs> this movie. <laughs> today, we're going to review His House, a newly released Netflix original movie. Directed by Remy Weeks, released on January 27, 2020. Uh, but again, it was just released on Amazon on November. Netflix. Right? Uh, yeah, released on Netflix on November. I um, think it was budget- October 30th. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Um, the budget for this movie was $17,000, and what a fucking waste. Yeah. It is starring, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wunmi Mosaku, Sope Dirisu, and Matt Smith. What <laughs> you the gotta fuck love is Matt that Smith line. doing in this movie? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck is Matt Smith doing in this movie? I don't know. I don't know. 
things were hard after Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said earlier, it's available on Netflix. It's a Netflix original horror thriller movie. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and tell me about this movie. Let's do the synopsis. So this is Listener's Choice. We're like eight months late, but here it is. And we are going to jump right into it. So we have Rial and Bol. And Nayak? Nayak? Nyak? How was it? Nyak, Nyak, yeah, Nyak. Nyak. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> like yak? Yeah. Nyak. Nyak. Yeah. So it's a family of three. <laughs> 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 they are escaping the war and bloodshed in South Sudan. In the sea, they're both their boat breaks, and many of the refugees that were in it drown, including their daughter, Nyak. Time has passed, and they are in London at a refugee center. We have Rial and Bo, they are granted bail as asylum seekers, and they are given a house. They are given an allowance and a set of rules. Mark is their caseworker. He meets them at the new house and hands them over a box with, with essentials. He shows them around the house and narrates the house rules. The house is filthy, gross, but it's salvageable, maybe. I don't no, know. no it's not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So later that night, Ball hears some humming and is scared by a loud thud from the window. That instantly takes him back to the dreadful war noises. It's like Ball has a mild case of PTSD, I guess. Mild? We'll get there, Juan G. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Ball calms down and the humming continues, but he notices that it's coming from the walls. He gets close to the walls and hears more noises. He peeks inside the wall and he sees cables. He starts pulling on them and right behind him is Niak gasping for air and suddenly she just disappears, literally instantly. Mm -hmm. So the following morning we have Bol and he's like trying to make some repairs. Once he's done, he decides to explore around the neighborhood and he tries to blend in. He tells Rial that same day about his adventure and encourages her to go out tomorrow. It's nighttime again and Bol is restless. He hears footsteps and heads outside the room to see who's there. When he goes to the living room, he sees as the wallpaper falls by itself. He starts pulling on some cables that are dangling from the wall and he starts pulling them aggressively and the cable suddenly turns into seaweed covered rope and it stops as soon as Niak's doll comes out and then tiny hands come out of the wall and just snatches the doll back inside. Rial wakes up and she noticed that Bol is gone and that he ripped off most of the wallpaper. She decides to find a clinic. She gets lost, so she starts asking some teenagers for help, but they end up humiliating her. That's fucked up. They were rude as fuck. Yes, they were. Fuck them. Yeah. At the clinic, she explains her scars to the doctor and how and why they were made. It symbolizes the tribes in her country. They are killing each other. She marked herself with both to stay safe by belonging nowhere. Back home, Riel senses a presence in the house after a bug of clementines fall and one of them goes directly to the wall. Riel um, surprises Ball with dinner. And she tells him a story about an old man who had nothing, and yet he wanted a house. 
So he has this great idea to steal from the neighborhood. One night, he steals from a night witch, Anapeth. When he built his house, the Apeth lived there with him, and the spells from the witch can be heard from the walls. The dead would appear from the shadows, and the Apeth wouldn't stop until it consumed the man entirely. She looks Bol straight in the eyes, and she tells him that Anapeth has risen from the sea and has followed them home. It has told her they don't belong there. They should return and pay their debt. Only there, they will reunite with Niak. Ball doesn't want to accept this. He tells her to stop. He tells her this is a new home and there's no such thing as an path. And they have more Niak enough. Yael tells him she tried telling herself this was, this was all a dream. But now that she's seen his eyes, she knows he's a liar. <laughs> that night, that, that scene... I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It hit me. Really? Yeah. Mm. So that night, Bol is pulling more of the wallpaper when he's attacked by Niak. He decides to burn everything down. And by everything, I mean the small belongings they had left from South Sudan. Like their clothes, some jewelry, small objects. Yeah. He decides to burn everything they own because they've been marked. He pulls a necklace out of Rial's neck that belonged to Niak's doll. And he burns it too. Fuck that necklace. Oh yeah. My heart <laughs> broke. Nah. My heart broke. She was like, don't leave me with nothing. I'm like, oh, that poor necklace. Leave her. <sighs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna get to that part later. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Sunset, sunrise, he fixes the electricity, being able to light up every room in the house. And now he is testing the electricity. He sees the dead from the sea coming out of the shadows, asking for help. And again, they attack him. While he's being attacked by the dead, Niak comes out of nowhere and climbs on his neck, trying to cut his throat, but he is able to turn back the lights on. He saves himself, he sees as the girl hides back in the, wa in the walls, and he starts running after her with a hammer. He's just like punching holes in the walls. That's hey, so you gotta do say. what you gotta do. Yeah. It was like a weird game of whack-a-mole. Oh yeah. You just yeah. whack your daughter. After his awful night, Ball decides to go to Mark and ask him to change their home. He tells Mark the house is full of rats and bugs and they're making them ill, and the doctor has told them to leave the property. Mark is hesitant, and he can tell there's something wrong, and pushes for more information. But Ball gets so frustrated and nervous, and he started laughing uncontrollably until he accidentally breaks a glass of juice that he was holding. And he was so embarrassed, he just decided to leave, because of course, you're giving this crazy energy. Like, uh, you're mental when you're in that office. He's scared, that's what he is. Oh yeah, he is scared shitless, but he doesn't want to admit it either. Mm -hmm. so I mean, would you? When you try to like keep calm and maintain everything? I would. I mean, I don't know. When they're in a disposition as asylum seekers, I feel like they have so much pressure on them. Yeah. So I, I get it. I can understand why. So he heads back home and Mark actually follows him. They see how deteriorated the house is and they're taking pictures to start a report. Paul asks for more time. He says he'll fix it. Mark agrees, but Rial actually interrupts the whole interview and she says, Did he tell you about the witch? There's a witch in this house. And Paul, every time he sees her, he chases after her at night, destroying the house. 
Mark was like, bitch said what? <laughs> and they just left. And as Mark is leaving, he, you can hear him say they can kiss their chances goodbye. When they leave, it's just Rial and Bol. And she said that she says that they'll send her back. They're gonna send them both back. And whether he wants to or not, she's gonna leave without him. Bol tells her she's not leaving anywhere. And he does what a crazy person does. He locks and breaks the windows. He locks the doors to keep her as a prisoner. And at this point, Bol decides that it's time to confront the Apeth or the witch. The Apeth tells him that he's living a life that he stole and he must pay for it. Ball then learns that the Apeth cannot touch him, but yet can manipulate his dreams. In here, he forces Ball to see what he has done and lift through in the sea. Rial then finds Ball in a trance-like state and just takes the chance and makes the run for it. Oh, the desperation in this poor girl's face. Oh yeah, and he peed his pants. Do you, do you really have to say that? <laughs> I feel like it's part of the whole trance-like state. I know, but at least leave the man with some dignity. No. Like, yeah. that was a direct attack. Oh, and did I mention that he peed himself? Well, did he? Did you mention that? You didn't. I'm not gonna fucking mention it. Well. Okay, going back to this. <laughs> uh, while she's trying to unlock the door, Bull actually wakes up and stops her, and Rial just stabs him on the thigh with a screwdriver, and then locks him in the kitchen and tries to escape through the window. Uh, as she runs, she realizes this place looks very familiar, and then she is greeted by what we can assume to either be family or friends from her. She tells them that she knows that she's dreaming and that she asked for Niak, but no one seems to know who she is referring to. Rial is then taken back to relive what happened on the day they fled. And this is this is the only kind of this is the only scene of the movie that I'm like, oh. Really? You don't well, have any feelings towards the scene? Well, I mean, I, I get the, are you meaning the entire scene, like everything, yeah. the whole backstory, then yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the, the backstory that I'm going to talk about now, yeah. Yeah, yes, then yes, I do agree. Okay. So, in South Sudan, Bull is calling for Rial, and she was hiding inside a cupboard. She was the only survivor in that room, and it's the same room that we see Rial talking to everyone. Bull finds her and then takes her somewhere safe. They find a bus that is taking refugees away, and the lady in the bus tells Bull it's only for people with children. Of course, Bull is gonna start getting desperate, and he decides to take some drastic measures and just snatches a random girl that was right next to him, and he tells the lady that this is their child, and she decides to let them in. And this is where we finally meet Nyak. So, Inside the bus, Nyak is just kicking and screaming. She just wants her mom. And Rial looks out the window. And the mom of this poor girl is just outside the bus, just hitting and running along alongside of the bus. Desperately trying to get someone's attention so she can finally reunite with her daughter. Sadly, it goes unhurt. Ugh, my heart. Rial is in this pure shock as to what just happened. And Nyak was never theirs which is why Bol decided to just let her drown to save themselves. Here's the thing though. Uh, did you notice that as the bus was leaving, their village was attacked, right? Yes. Everyone died. Everyone died. Nyak was gonna fucking die anyway, so what's the fucking point? Of saving her? Yeah. It, it was never a point of saving her, it was the point of getting out of the village. 
I know, but technically, they saved her. It's true that Bull let her drown afterwards, but she got a couple more seconds to live, or a couple more hours, whatever it You're is. You're a horrible person. Why are we friends? Uh, because you need a little bit of negativity in your life to make it through your day. I already have a kid. Yeah, now you have to. <laughs> so, yeah, Bull just fucking lets Nyak drown just to save themselves, and Tia comes back to terms with what happened, and is told to sever Bull's flesh, and she'll get Nyak back. Which, again, I'm like, why the fuck do you want Nyak back? Because she's not even your daughter. I feel like it's a more conscious thing. Fuck your conscience. No, you're alive. Just try to make the best of it. Horrible person alert. Yeah, so, Bull finds Rial unconscious outside and brings her back in. She gets some water and notices that Bull cut his own arm. He tells her that he sees them all, the girl, those in the boat, and those in their country, and he'll give himself up in order to save them. As he asks her to leave before the Apeth comes, there's a fucking random ass sinkhole that just starts appearing in the middle of the kitchen floor, and the witch starts crawling out of the dirt into Bowl. Best scene in the movie, like for a quote unquote horror movie, this is the best scene in my opinion. As the Apeth starts like digging his hands into Bull's skin, Rial just steps away and feels how Niak is just grabbing her hand. She's finally free. But Rial lets go of the girl's hand and decides to save Bull. By what? By just fucking like cutting the Apeth's neck. Like just killing it, just slashing that neck. Nice. How the fuck is that even a thing? How the fuck can you kill like a witch? A witch just by slicing its neck. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't that good of a witch to begin with. For fucking real. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> Let me just finish this goddamn synopsis. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, in our last scene, we see Mark, aka Matt Smith, and two caseworkers inspecting the house. The house finally looks a little bit better, more decent, and he asks about the witch, and is told that Rial killed it. He's like, oh, 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 fucking okay, cool, no problem. All right. Uh, he, yeah, <laughs> he also asked if they see the girl, and Bo replied, your ghost will always follow you, but it's only when you let them in that you can face yourself. And Mark again is like, fuck, why do I get the weirdos? <laughs> then Mark leaves, to, and we see how Rial and Bo made peace with their new home and their new guests. So, they're gonna fucking live in a haunted house from now on. Nice. The end. The end. So, ah, talk to me. Before I go into the notes, I wanted to make a quick correction. Um, and this is on me. I misspelled it on the script. Um, but the movie, the budget is actually 17 million. Oh. As we were, as we, you were reading the script, I realized this movie is awfully short. I'm like, you can get a better car for $17,000. So I Googled it again. <laughs> and 17 million. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so it's 17 million, not yes. 17,000. Right. I feel worse now <laughs> right? that they spent 17 million on this movie. I know, I know. <sighs> what the fuck? So I don't have many notes on this one. I think the story behind it was pretty straightforward, except for the girl not being their daughter at the end. I, I mean, I 
didn't expect it, but at the end it all made sense. Like you stole a life that isn't yours. Oh, now I get it. Of course, that's yeah. It's one of those weird M Night Shyamalan twists that you really don't need, but it's there yes, anyway. Thank you. Yes, that's the best way to describe it. It's been there all along, but you don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. Right. Some of the things we didn't mention in the synopsis is the struggle and judgment every immigrant goes through, especially those who escape, who escape and seek asylum. As, uh-huh. I, as I mentioned before, I mean, I, I don't, I can't imagine what it feels like if this were a true event. Someone being haunted by their religion, their thoughts, their beliefs, and not being to express it because they're afraid of risking their stability. It, it must be hard. It is, it is. Um, I nearly drowned twice in my life. Once when I was, I don't know, in second grade, I think. And the other one was when I was in my teens. After that, my mom forced me into swimming classes. And I was the only eighth grader in a pool of little humans. I still can't manage to swing to save my life. I can't. So you just can't swim at all? I can't swim. I can't stay afloat. Oh. Like I'll just sink in there unless I'm kicking and screaming. Well, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's not your fault. I'll get you floaties. I think I have two of those already. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The only body of water I can enter and be safe are the shower and the bathtub. I'll be fine. (laughs) I can actually see you drowning in the shower. I know. (laughs) It's like, Norma, close your mouth. (laughs) Right. So the thing is, the second time I almost drowned, it happened over a river. And I was like, in the highest part, I see these kids jumping into the river. I'm like, well, if they can jump in, I can jump in too. Okay, that's a different story. So, like, that's a fucking river. I thought you were going to say that you drowned in a pool. The, when I was little, I nearly drowned at a pool. That was the first time. Well, and you're then, retarded. It's kind of understandable. But the river it. part, it's <laughs> <laughs> the river part, I can actually get behind. Like, yeah, so, you can fucking drown in a river if you don't know how to swim. Right. So I jumped from the highest rock like these kids were doing and it was deep. I nearly drowned. This lady came after me and in my own despair, I'm almost drowning her. So this other guy came in and took <laughs> us out. So you almost fucking drowned a lady. And here's the thing. I didn't tell my parents like they helped me. They checked on me. They did whatever they do. They did. And then I go back to mom and Rolando. You know that your mom's going to find out now. No, right. I, she knows already. If you oh, let okay. me finish the story. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jeez. So I go back to the table. Mom's like, are you done? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like going back in. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, I'm God. just sitting on the table, watching over our stuff, whatever. At the end of the day, we're packing. And the lady comes up to me and my mom. And she's like, oh, sweetheart, are you okay? I know what happened was terrifying. And mom's like, what the fuck happened? Nor mom, like, I almost dropped. so after that my mom was like this is it that i'm not gonna risk this anymore you're going to swimming classes i'm like god damn it and you still don't know how to swim i still don't know how to swim how much did she spend on that i I don't want to know because i'll probably hear about it for the rest of my life you probably will (laughs) so what are you gonna rate this movie i'm gonna rate this a four out of ten i think it's a good story i don't think it's horror material i would consider this as a suspense thriller maybe but not horror yeah i'm with you on that yeah how about you fuck this movie 
<laughs> that those are my notes. Just fuck this movie. Mm, I need details though. Uh, okay, you saw the trailer of this movie, right? Oh yeah, it sold. When me you out. see the trailer of this movie, what do you think? I need to watch this with a rosary at hand and with Anthony because I'm not going to be able to sleep for a week. Exactly. You're thinking or you're being sold a horror movie, like a fucking good horror movie. Because mm-hmm. they even show you like little snippets of the witch and you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be like one of those supernatural shit. He might go Amityville horror and just kill everyone. Like, what the fuck's going to happen? And then I watched it. <laughs> and and I... There were moments that I literally just pulled my phone out and be like, wait, is this the same movie? I know. (laughs) I'm laughing because the same thing happened to me. (laughs) For real, it's like, is this the same? Whoever fucking edited this trailer, kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. He sold us a better movie. (laughs) He did. Like, I could have just seen the trailer and be like, yeah, yeah, 10 out of 10. I fucking want to watch that shit. So normally I always tell you guys like, oh, I recommend this movie. Oh, this movie is great. No, I'm going to put this movie on the quiet place list. Don't. Just just don't watch it. Yeah, it's there. It's there. And I never thought I would say that again, but his house. I'm sorry. The only other reason why I wanted to watch this movie, I'm not going to lie, is just because Matt Smith was, was in it. And I'm like, huh, let's see what he's doing now. Yeah. And his character was subpar yeah didn't really do anything the I costume think. design of the witch was good though if he could have shown us strong it would have been better i don't want to see that why not it's so huge i do <laughs> cool cool <laughs> thanks i didn't want to fucking see that in my head thanks norma wow thank you sure anytime fuck you <laughs> yeah uh, another thing that I actually wanted to talk about this movie is you've seen Get Out, right? I've seen Get Out. I haven't seen Us yet. Okay, so have you seen Antebellum? No, I, I'm not sold on it yet. Okay, so these movies are like the black or African American horror movies, and I'm not gonna lie, Us and Get Out are fucking amazing. I love them. Yes. Antebellum tried to do that little cash grab with Us and Get Out, and it sucked. And I feel like his house, even though it's a UK movie, it's not really an American movie. I feel like they try to do that same route and it sucked. It was it was just bad. It was poorly executed. Mm. It's not a horror movie. It's if- it's classified as horror thriller. It's it's more of a thriller than a horror. You know how I think this movie would have been better? What? Um, like how do you call these movies? Like that Blair Witch type of movie. Like a found footage type thing? Yes. I think it would have been a lot better like a found footage. <sighs> nah. Really? No. Okay. If this movie would have just explored the social aspect of, you know, the immigrant struggle, it would have been great. It would have been a great movie. Mm-hmm. They decided to fucking add the paranormal with the Aped witch or whatever it is. And then be like, okay, since it has that bullshit, let's just mark it as horror as well. Right. And that fucked it up. Well, that's my point. If they would have focused it as just the struggle as a found footage, because I, I feel like we've seen a lot of documentaries doing that. We've yeah. seen it. They're amazing. But as a found footage, I feel like you can connect a lot more with the character. I, I don't know. You don't? I love found footage films, 
but I don't know if this would have worked as a found footage film. Without the witch, though. Okay, okay. If you take off that full paranormal thing, yes, yeah, that would have been better. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Without the witch, just focusing on the struggle and everything, because this is a whole different story that does need to be put out there more often. Yeah, like if it's just that, then yeah, I probably would have given it a better rating than yes. what I already gave it. It's yeah. what I don't understand is how the fuck did this movie end up with a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes? And I, I'm gonna fucking say it. I'm just gonna fucking say it. Are people just scared to call this a bad horror movie to not sound racist? I mean, I don't see why. It's it's fucked up because I've I've already heard some people say it's a good movie, and I'm like, but you're white. Are you just saying it because you're white, or no? Let's leave this out for the public. Maybe they can yeah. give us their input in the comments. I don't think it makes you racist, or you should feel racist for not liking it. If you watch his house. I just want your honest opinion. If you watch his house, do you consider this a good horror movie? And I'm just going by that. How would you Is rate this, it? How would I rate it? No, like the public. How would they rate it? Like just oh, leave yeah. us a comment. Yeah, if you have us on Instagram, just you know leave a comment or send us a message or whatever. Um, we really want to fucking know. Like, how would you rate his house as a horror movie? Yeah, and if Because they don't have us on Instagram, one, how they can find us? I mean, that's that's the only way they can find us. Are you going to put out your phone number? No, I'm giving you an opportunity to put our handle out there. <gasps> What handle? The one for our Instagram. Oh, then yeah, go ahead. Oh my gosh. A dot nightmare <laughs> dot in dot stereo. You can find us on Instagram as a dot nightmare dot in dot stereo. A nightmare and stereo podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, let me go ahead and just give out the rating for this movie. I'm gonna rate this a two out of ten. Yeah. It failed to impress me. It had some good acting just when they're going through this whole struggle of immigration, but it just didn't tickle my horror glands the way I liked them to be. Yeah. Yeah. I understand and I agree. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's. It's been quite the season, you guys. You know, it's kind of harsh to end up in this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what a better way to end it than with a listener's choice. So, Teresita, we see you out there. Don't suggest any more movies, please. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, the platform. Oh, that was fucking great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We hope you miss us as much as we will. This is our season finale episode. Continue sending your requests via Instagram and follow us for funny content. Um, we'll be keeping a, li a list of all those requests so we can start over, over in, in season two. Juan, do you have any other words? Uh, I'm sorry for, for this movie. I, I really am, guys. Uh, season two, believe me, it's going to be chock full of good stuff. And... I'm not going to recommend any movie that I wouldn't rate higher than a five unless it's highly requested by you guys. And I'm just going to put this out there. No, you cannot fucking request a quiet place to. We will not be doing that shit. If you want to put it as a special request where I am the only one reviewing it. No. It. <laughs> no. <laughs> just because Juan is the one who edits the episodes and he has to listen to it anyway. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to fucking like not edit the episode at all and just put up dead air for a full 30 minutes <laughs> uh, i'll do it i'll fucking do it oh i know you would i know you would 
Either way, guys, thank you for this wonderful first season. Um, we love you all. If you're interested in merch, our link for merch is actually in our Instagram page. Again, a.nightmare.in.stereo and Nightmare Stereo Podcast. Thank you, guys. Happy holidays. Enjoy your time with friends, family, eggnog, and a lot of liquor. Coquito. Mm. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. We love you. Stop lying to them. I know. <gasps> what handle?